1: Now we turn to traditional cuisine. Green bamboo shoots are a popular delicacy for summer, but do you know how many Chinese recipes they liven up?
2: We head now to a restaurant where using bamboo shoots a thousand ways is the name of the game.
3: Dazzling crimson bite of Cantonese pork, hiding a centre of duck and pineapple, as well as seasonal bamboo shoots, which lighten the flavour and balance the rich meats. This pork belly was marinated for half an hour in hoisin sauce and Shaoxing rice wine. It's wrapped up with duck and pineapple, fixed with a skewer, and goes into the oven. It's already out when 80% cooked, then covered with malt syrup and given another 10 minutes.
4: We use pork belly because it's got more rich fat than normal barbecue pork. It goes wonderfully with bamboo shoots.
3: The sweet bamboo shoots also go well with frog, creating a vivid contrast between two very different textures. Fresh frog is rinsed in oil and fried gradually until 70% done to preserve its softness. This traditional dish is usually made with winter bamboo shoots and winter mushrooms. Here the chef is using green shoots and fresh mushrooms instead. The salted fish is fried fast before garlic seeds join it. Frog is kept covered until it's cooked through. The juice is collected in a pan. And then it's time to eat.
4: The bamboo shoots are crunchier. The frog is smoother. Both have a rather fresh taste, but they're quite mild ingredients. Adding a bit of salted fish will highlight the flavors.
3: Even jazz soup is jazzed up with green bamboo shoots here. Its sweet taste is thanks to the addition of two types of honeydew melon, boiled down for three hours. And if all that weren't enough, how about some pan-fried bamboo dumplings? A classic ingredient gets a whole new menu.
2: The winner of U.S. Master Chef Junior is in Taiwan for a master class with the country's top chef. Lia Chu wowed Master Chef judges with dishes inspired by her Taiwanese heritage.
1: Now, the 14 year old has tried her hand in the Michelin star restaurant of super chef Andre Chiang. Chiang said he was amazed by how easily she took to the hyper pressurized kitchen environment.
5: With her trademark ponytail and determined expression, the winner of U.S. Master Chef Junior, Liya Chu, arrives in Taiwan. She's here to study with culinary superstar Andre Chang.
1: this can
5: be She's soon chopping vegetables, grilling meats and simmering stocks all under Chang's oh, personal guidance.
1: Smell, smell, smell,
5: Just 14 years old, Lia is famous for her mature and composed attitude as well as her humility in the kitchen. She studies each step of the process carefully, but she can't conceal her joy at meeting Taiwan's top chef in person.. <coughs>
4: I'm so happy. You're thinking, you've been standing there so long already, 10 hours already. But you're not that tired, just happy. I want to be there forever.
1: This child, be so high.
4: You'd expect a child of Leah's age to be a bit frightened by a high standard kitchen like this, which is so high pressured, fast paced and Michelin starred. But actually, I found her to be very at ease here.
5: Chang gave Leah his highest seal of approval, but naturally, Leah is still thinking about what direction to take in the future. She says Chang has been a big encouragement and inspiration.
4: I do think I learned a lot from him. He taught me that you don't necessarily have to just do one thing in life. You can do lots of things, because I love art as well and doing lots of different things. Right now I don't know what I will do in the future. I'm only 14 after all.
5: The future is a foreign country. For now, Leah is just happy to get to meet her idol and try her hand at exciting new skills.
1: Geelong is known as the rain city for its high annual rainfall, but this year has defied norms. The city is facing a water crisis amid low rainfall and the lack of typhoons, and the government has dispatched water trucks to help alleviate the shortage.
2: The Ministry of Economic Affairs is also building desalination facilities in the city to try to reduce reliance on the weather and ensure a reliable water supply.
0: It's just before 8 in the morning and trucks have gathered here from reservoirs across the island to deliver water to the residents of Geelong. Workers unravel hoses and pump water into the water tower of a residential building so that the building's residents can have water for their daily needs. They pump it
4: into the water tower so that it's available to everyone. There's no water. Right now, we're depending on the water company
0: to come and pump as much water as they can into the tower. It's been a summer of no typhoons and little rain this year. And even the so-called rain city of Jilong had only 31 millimeters of rainfall in July, causing a water crisis for the city. The Xinchan Reservoir, which normally supplies residents here, is down to 35% of its total capacity. The Taiwan Water Corporation has set up water stations and dispatched 48 emergency water delivery trucks throughout the country to bring water four times daily. The military and TSMC are also lending a hand.
4: In this area, we deliver the water and pump it into the water tower so that the residents can use it at their convenience. The Defense Ministry is assisting with 50 water trucks, which will drop off water at various locations throughout the day. We also want to thank TSMC, which has sent its large water truck to Geelong to help out. They've brought 28,000 tons of water to
0: towers in the city's Zhongzheng and Xinyi districts. In addition to the water trucks being sent to the city, the economics ministry is building desalination facilities, which it expects will be ready for use next month.
1: We've
4: started work on it, and within 40 days, it should be ready to pump out 2,000 tons of fresh water daily. Within 70 days, we expect to bring that number
0: up to 9,000 tons of water daily. With the Weather Bureau forecasting a high chance of rain this week, Geelong hopes that nature will assist human efforts to bring water to the city's
2: residents. Typhoon Himnam-Noor, the 11th tropical storm of the year, on Tuesday afternoon picked up strength to become a typhoon of high intensity. Forecasters say its periphery will start impacting Taiwan starting Wednesday, with rains in the north of the island. By Friday and Saturday, the rainy weather will be, will be felt nationwide.
1: The typhoon is not expected to make landfall in Taiwan, as it is set to veer toward Japan on Saturday, but the Central Weather Bureau says a tropical depression picking up strength to the south of Taiwan could change its path. Let's hear from a forecaster.
0: On
4: September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, the typhoon will slow down considerably, and it may even turn around and change paths when it's east of Taiwan. It will move west and then move south. This southward movement is due to the typhoon interacting with a low-pressure system to the southeast. That's the biggest variable in our forecast right now. Currently, we expect the typhoon to approach the threshold for issuing a sea alert without actually reaching it. As it is now, we're not planning on issuing an alert, but we don't rule it out completely. The main reason is because if the place that the typhoon changes direction is a little bit farther west, it will have a stronger impact on Taiwan.
1: The CWB says one to two typhoons could approach Taiwan in the near future. Combined with northeasterly winds, they could deliver heavy or extremely heavy rains to northern and eastern Taiwan. Forecasters say temperatures in autumn are set to be within the normal range or slightly warmer than usual with rains within normal parameters.
2: Taiwan reported 31,178 local COVID cases on Wednesday, a significant increase from previous days. Experts say the rise in local numbers is driven by the spread of the BA5 Omicron subvariant in the community.
1: Already, local governments and hospitals are taking measures to boost capacity at COVID wards, as health officials say the daily tally could surpass 40,000 cases next week. Let's hear from the CECC.
4: Today's daily tally is about 19.5% higher than last Tuesdays. Overall, that's in line with our projections. Tomorrow's tally may exceed 34,000 or 35,000 cases. And by next Wednesday, daily infections could exceed 40,000. It should be an increase of 5,000 or 6,000 at most within the coming week. For example, the Heping branch of Taipei City Hospital has already increased its bed capacity to 100 beds ahead of this BA5 wave, which may affect Taipei and New Taipei first. (laughs) We shouldn't think of the BA5 subvariant as a weaker version of the virus. It's actually a little bit more severe than the BA2 subvariant.
1: Taiwan is bracing for another surge in COVID cases driven by the BA5 subvariant. On August 30th, the hospitals administered 5,100 courses of COVID medication to patients, the highest number in more than a month. The CECC says that although the number of people on treatments is going up, there is no need to worry as there is plenty of medicine in stock.
4: Former DPP Taoyuan mayoral candidate Lin Zhijian dropped out of the race earlier this month after he was accused of plagiarizing his master's thesis. Now, KMT Taoyuan mayoral hopeful Simon Chang is facing similar accusations. From 2007 to 2009, Chang served as vice president of ACER's e-enabling service business group. During that time, he was commissioned by the Council of Agriculture to do a study on the digitization of aspects of the agricultural industry, for which he was paid 57 million NT now allegations have emerged that Chang plagiarized that report the DPP legislative caucus on Tuesday held a press conference to discuss the allegations
0: there were 11 sub reports in total these 11 sub reports were put together with content from other sources isn't that a problem of integrity defrauding government funds that's a very serious issue.
4: 資料收集來源與方法.
0: The report says that the materials were collected and sourced by searching for certain keywords in the national policies, forward-looking development project reports, online information, technology reports, and other related materials. How can a commission project like this cost 57.4 million NT when you are just asking a professor to go collect some information? Collecting information like this is something any part-time research student could do. I would advise Zhang to think twice before registering for the local
1: elections.
0: When I was at Acer, I led a team to research the digitization of the agricultural sector. We worked on that for three years for the Council of Agriculture. The goal of that project was to collect information from other countries on the developments in the area of digitizing agriculture. That project was not a thesis, so the nature of the work is completely different.
4: Chang argued that since his research project at Acer was not an academic thesis, his methods did not constitute plagiarism. However, fellow Taoyuan mayoral candidate DPP lawmaker Zheng Yunpeng refuted the argument. Zheng demanded that Chang apologize to the COA and ASA and explain himself to
0: voters. Mr. Simon Zhang has still not registered for the elections. I won't ask him to withdraw from the race, but his actions constitute inappropriate profiteering. That money is from the public coffers, it's the government's assets, and the people's tax money. I hope he will hold himself to the highest standards, engage in some serious introspection, and clearly explain himself to the public. There is no basic problem with my integrity, and there is no issue over whether I should withdraw from the election. I feel that this three-year program, which is for the digitization of the nation's agricultural industry, at least represents some contribution. I'm personally very proud of myself, and bringing this up as some attempt to smear me, that's something I very much cannot accept. Chang argued that he was
4: a true doctoral graduate. He said that his research constituted a contribution to the country's agricultural sector, despite findings that parts of it were copied word for word from a Chinese publication. Whether voters agree with him or not remains to be seen at the polls.
1: DPP New Taipei mayoral candidate Lin Long on Tuesday registered his candidacy for the New Taipei race. In the afternoon, he attended the inauguration of a new association to support his campaign.
2: Lin said development in New Taipei has been slow during KMT rule, something he plans to rectify if he gets into office. He also took aim at New Taipei Mayor Hou yis proposed plans to sell off social housing units in the city's high-end Banqiao district.
0: DPP New Taipei mayoral candidate Lin Jialong on Tuesday established a commercial and industrial support association for his electoral campaign. Jilong mayor Lin Yau-chang attended its inauguration, endorsing Lin Jiaolong as a good leader for New Taipei. He's looking at things from the perspective of
4: regional development. He's also taken into account the whole of the city's and the nation's infrastructure, especially public transit in New Taipei. He has plans to solve each and every issue. We want to create a new urban center in New Taipei and let it be more than just a satellite of Taipei. These big strategic projects rely on national land planning. Effective planning of public land will ensure convenient public transportation and the availability of land for industry.
0: Drawing on his experience as transport minister, Lin Jialong has proposed a number of infrastructure projects. Earlier in the day, the new Taipei mayoral hopeful registered his candidacy. He was accompanied by 37 city councilor candidates, as well as a number of the city's lawmakers.
5: 民政党。民政党。
0: among them was DPP Secretary General Lin chia Yao, who was acting commissioner of the now-defunct Taipei County for more than a year. He says the KMT is to blame for the slow development of New Taipei over the past 17 years, adding that even neighboring Taoyuan is overtaking New
1: Taipei.
4: Average annual income in Taoyuan is 40,000 NT higher than in New Taipei, 670,000 compared with the average 630,000 for New Taipei residents. The central government has been very active in promoting business investment through three initiatives. Taoyuan has attracted the most investment through those initiatives, at 340 billion NT invested so far. Compare that with 68 billion NT invested in New Taipei,
0: just one-fifth. Lin Jialong also took aim at social housing. He criticized handling of the matter by New Taipei Mayor Hou who was reportedly planning to sell off a social housing complex in Banqiao District.
4: When city councilors caught wind of the issue, he said that no transaction had yet taken place. Well, I'd like to say, since the transaction is set to take place at the end of the year after elections are done, there is going to be a date to debate it. I hope he has
0: the courage to engage in that debate. Now officially registered for the mayoral race, Lin long says he'll challenge host policies in an attempt to win New Taipei for the DPP.
2: The military has confirmed that another Chinese drone approached Taiwan's territory. The incident occurred on Monday afternoon when a civilian drone intruded on Shi Island in Jingmen County. The military responded by launching warning flares to drive it away.
1: The U.S. National Security Council says intrusions like these are part of China's strategy to establish a new normal in the Taiwan Strait. The White House says the U.S. will continue asserting its stance in the area by continued actions... Over the next few months,
4: another Chinese drone has been spotted in Jinmen. According to the military, at 4 p.m. on Monday, a civilian drone approached Jinmen Shi Islet. The military responded by launching warning shots to drive it away. Premier Su Jiantang said the military had responded to the incursion in an appropriate manner.
0: There is no need to take this kind of drone down by shooting at it. I believe our army responded in the most appropriate way. With drones appearing on and off at Taiwan's
4: doorstep, the military says it long had established plans on how to respond.
0: The Ministry of National Defense has already taken measures, but we can't divulge our military operations. What I can say is that, when the time comes, it'll be like scaring off sparrows with firecrackers. I hope people won't make a big fuss about it when it happens. I absolutely wouldn't allow any drones to enter any of our military areas. It's a threat to our security. It is our responsibility to protect our land. Shooting them down is not a crime. Former Defense Minister Feng
4: Quan says Taiwan must not let China continue with its provocations. Meanwhile, online, internet users have come up with more creative suggestions. Some say covering military bases with posters comparing Chinese leader Xi Jinping to cartoon character Winnie the Pooh could curb gloating over the incursions across the strait. Since the Taiwan visit of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi earlier this month, China has sent military planes and drones to harass Taiwan on numerous occasions. U.S. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says China is trying to establish a new normal in the Taiwan Strait.
3: But if it's true, it, it would appear to be in keeping with uh, this effort by, by the PRC to, again, establish sort of a, a new normal about, of their assertive um, activity. We're, we're simply, we're, we're not going to accept whatever new normal. Uh, the Chinese want to put in place.
4: The U.S. has condemned China's repeated intimidation tactics. On Sunday, the U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet announced the transit of the Taiwan Strait. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the transit was conducted in accordance with international laws and abided by the U.S.'s long-standing one-China policy.
3: We remain committed to our one China policy, and uh, in accordance with that policy, we'll continue to fly and sail and operate where international law allows.
4: The White House said that the U.S. would continue being active in the area to account for China's provocative and destabilizing behavior. Meanwhile, in an interview with U.S. media outlet Fox Business, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn spoke about a video she had posted in Taiwan during her visit last week, in which she said Taiwan was a free and independent nation.
2: They have a founder of the country, they have a constitution, a president, a cabinet, a military. They value <laughs> their independence.
4: The U.S. is keeping a close watch on the Taiwan Strait as China continues testing Taiwan's bottom line.